It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Life is more complex than ever. Masks, social distancing, those are good. What about strengthening my body so it can take a hit? What about just having more energy? I love TelMD. Now I have a full team of health professionals partnering with me. TelMD gives me the tools to eat better, sleep better, reduce stress, and tap into the most powerful healing force in the whole universe, my own immune system. Now I'm ready for whatever comes my way. And my energy is off the charts. Right. hundred percent. I agree. Yep. Yep. It's really about helping people to make better choices. And, you know, I mean, I can write for someone for blood pressure medicine or cholesterol medicines or, you know, for, for COVID or something like that. But I think that what you and the guests that you have on the show do is truly empower people with the tools so that they can just live better, healthier lives. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome that you see that. Um, that's definitely my goal. I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a place for doctors, but most of the time it's like, it's just you and you, you know, you, you're with yourself all the time. So let's uh, take care of that. And- so there was a study that was done at Harvard Medical School about two years ago, and it showed that when people get out to their car after a doctor's appointment, they forgot about 25%. When they get home, they forgot 50%. The next day, they forgot 90 to 100%. Oh, my gosh. That's so. Um, and the truth is, there's a there's a dichotomy between medicine and healthcare. Yes, being healthy. So what I do as a medical doctor is really not healthcare. It's really sick care. It's really sick care. It's what I do is I put, you know, I'm not saying me, I hope I do better than a lot of my colleagues, but what we do is we put band-aids on people with huge problems until the next time the band-aid comes off and then I got to put on a bigger band-aid. Right. Right. Now that's a good way to look at it. I think, you know, there's only so much you can do and, and doctors are invaluable you know, when you need a doctor, you need a doctor and you need one now. But um, I think you're right. Like you're, um, you know, people don't go to the doctor when they're feeling healthy and good, right? They go to you when they have a symptom, right? Well, there's a difference, you know, so healthcare is divided into acute and chronic care. Right. If you've got chest pain, you're in a car accident, you fell off a ladder, you got glass in your eye, Go to an acute trauma emergency room. They'll do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Yeah. You've got congestive heart failure, diabetes, um, you know, cardiac cardiomyopathy. You know, you just had a stroke. They'll help stabilize you. But when it comes to chronic care, we do a really, really poor job. You know, a really poor job because we don't have a different model for treating it. And I think the model needs to include you know, 
health coaches, wellness coaches, chiropractors, you know, um, nurse practitioners, PAs, and MDs, but more with a functional, integrative, holistic approach. You know, we get, we need another toolbox. We need another bag with some other tools in it when it comes to chronic diseases, but nobody's ever really thought like, oh, you know, we need a different model for that kind of care. Right. That's a good point. There's a, there's definitely a difference between the chronic, um, what did you say? Chronic and acute, right? And I, I have a, a good friend of mine is a, is an MD. And he told me when he was going through medical school, he said, Chris, you need to stay out of the hospital. Like, don't go to the hospital unless you're going to go in for something that is going to kill you because you're going to, you're going to catch something in that hospital and, and it's going to be bad news for you. So use the hospital for what it's good for. You know, obviously go to your doctor outside the hospital if you need to, but I thought that was very interesting. He was very adamant. Don't go to the hospital. Unless- so there's two important words to remember. Um, one is nosocomial. Nosocomio is an infection that you got because you went into a healthcare environment. And then iatrogenic, it's an infection or something that happened because you were in the hospital. Mm. So hospitals are, he's right, hospitals are dangerous, dangerous places, um, but we need them for about six or 7% of healthcare. Yes. You know, I mean- Agreed. You know, you cut your arm, you know, with a saw, you need to go to the hospital and have those arteries, you know, you, you can't go to the doctor's office and do it. Right. But I think it's become, in our mindset, it's all encompassing. I can't tell you how many patients say, look, I've been to a lot of specialists. Nobody can figure it out. I'm going to go to the ER and let them figure it out. No, the okay. hospital, they do triage. Right. You know, either you're going to get, if you're going to get better, go home and talk to your family doctor. You're not going to get anybody to put you in the hospital and have them figure it out. So I think people don't realize the role of hospitals, the role of doctors. They have just different roles. If you've got knee pain, you go see an orthopedic surgeon and you tell him you don't want to have knee surgery. He says, well, I see people in the office three days a week so I can get my surgical days busy. I'm not here to rehab your knee. I'm a surgeon. Right. Right. And, and I think that's something that's really important because you, you're not like, there's nothing wrong with that surgeon, but that surgeon's not going to uh, coax you to not get surgery. It's like the, the carpenter, you know, you say, Hey, if you ask the carpenter for advice, he's going to say, well, put up a wall, you know, I can hammer a nail, right? That's what the carpenter does. And surgeons do surgery. And, um, they open up their toolbox to see what they got in it. They look in there and go, okay, we got surgery. Oh, and then we got surgery. And then we have, we don't have anything else. I don't have any other tools. Right. So I think that's, it's important that um, everybody sort of becomes their own uh, sort of like a general, you know, the general contractor knows like, yeah. okay, I'm going to use this electrician for this, the plumber, the, this, that, that. And I think, I, I hope, and I would imagine that a lot of the good general practitioners are like this. They can refer you to whoever you need to go to in whatever situation you're in. But um, that's interesting. So what do you tell somebody who thinks they need to go to the hospital and, and they show up to the hospital, but they need something else? Like, I mean, well, you know, I think the secret of being a doctor is really the ability to listen. 
So I don't tell people. So, so I just had a woman who called me and she says, last year I was in the hospital with hyponatremia and um, hyperkalemia. I think I have the same symptoms. I'm going to go back to the hospital. I said, that's an option. You can go do that. Or I can see you at nine o'clock in my office. I can do the exact same test, but it's up to you. I try to give people choices. Yes. I try to understand where they're coming from and give people options. I think that's a great idea. And, and ultimately, you, you are going to have a certain percentage of your clients who want that second opinion anyway, right? Well, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, let, me, let me see if it might be something else. So it's good to just come with those options in the first place so that they're not having to you know, investigate on their own as much. Well, sometimes it's like an onion. you got to kind of peel away. Why do you think you need to go to the hospital? Right. Because the guy next, next to me in my law office had a heart attack two weeks ago, and I'm having the same kind of chest pain. That's why. Mm. Well, if you come to my office, I can do an EKG in 10 minutes. But right. if you want to go to the hospital and wait four and a half hours, you can't. Right. Kind of up to you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Um, so, so staying on this in the vein of people going to the hospital or maybe not using the medical system the way it was designed or, you know, going to the hospital for non-emergencies, what kind of a strain do you think that puts on our system? Do you think it's a big, do you think it makes a huge difference or? I think it makes, I think, I think, you know, if there could be one cure to helping decrease the cost of healthcare, it's people understanding the role of a university medical center, an emergency room, a trauma center, versus going to see my neighborhood family doctor. Yeah, you don't, you know, there's, you know, if you talk, a lot of my friends are ER docs. And if you talk with them, about 5% of people that come in there are for emergencies. You know, a lot of it just 5%. Wow. That's incredibly, I mean, wow. So what do you do with the other 95%? You have to Shuffle them well, out. They, the say, they say, to, you know, they call me and they say, you know, I'm not a family doctor here. What would you want to do? And I always tell them, you know, here's what I would do, but I'm happy to see them tomorrow in the office at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock and I can follow up. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So I try to see people right away. So I do something called MDVIP. People pay a yearly fee to become part of my practice. You know, I have 350 patients. I can see them on the same day. I take care of them. They have my cell phone. They have my email. They can contact me 24-7. But the reality is I work from 9 to about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm done. I go for a run. I go out, hang out with my friends, my family, take my dog for a walk. So it gives me that balance in life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a great concept. MDVIP. MDVIP. There's about uh, 1,200 of us around the country. Wow, that's awesome. And where are you located? I'm located in, so I actually live in Pebble Beach. I live on the Pacific Ocean. In Pebble oh, yeah. Beach. Nice. Uh, and my practice right here, this is my office. I just came in early to do this. Uh, I'm in Monterey. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in San Jose, San Francisco area. Oh, so you're not that far away. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah pretty awesome. close. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. Uh, how long have you been a, an MD? So this is my 18th year. It's awesome. Yeah. So I really, really enjoy it. Um, I think that, so I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know if you want to include this in the podcast, but I'll just, 
I think we've already done the podcast, but anyhow. I, I know. I just I just put it on record. I'm like, this is some good stuff. So let's just go with it. <laughs> so you know, the, the, you know, you know, I I really I really enjoyed listening to you know uh, you interview people and you know one of the things I thought about well what if happens if you ask me about my aha moment you know and I'll tell you something my aha moment was really about three years ago when I get an invitation to a think tank at Stanford. Oh wow. And so when I walk into the University Medical Center on the second floor, uh, they said, well, you didn't really get invited to the think tank. You got invited to interview for the think tank. Uh. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And they said, whenever you're ready, the interview is in room number one, two or three. You just go in there. There are three doctors in there. They'll interview you. They're going to ask you one question. You have 60 seconds to answer. And then we say either thumbs up or thumbs down. And you look around the room and everybody's out with their laptops. You know, I don't know what they're looking at. And they said to me, let me know when you're ready. And I'm saying, I'm ready. Let's go. And they're like, <laughs> so, so they said, well, then go into room number one. They'll be there. So I walk in there. And uh, the gentleman says to me, um, hi, Dr. Franklin. I said, hi, very nice to meet you. You have one minute to answer a question. Let me know when you're ready. I says, I'm ready. They're like, okay. And there were three people sitting at a table. And I said, I said, let's get the question. Let's do this. And they said, well, the question is, this was 2018. 2018, we really feel the crisis of healthcare. And I want to know, in one minute or less, what your idea is so that we can create a different type of healthcare system so that more people could prosper and really get more out of life? I said, great question. That was a great question. I said, my answer is this. Albert Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. We need to change our mindset. That's the answer. We need to integrate a more functional, integrative, holistic lifestyle healthcare system so that we can empower people with the tools. And it's gotta start by changing their thinking, by changing our focus. When we can change our focus, then we can change the conscious choices that we make. And that is your answer. And one looked at the other and said, did you understand what Dr. Franklin just said? And he says, absolutely not. (laughs) I just said, you're sitting here with the wrapper of Jack in the box drinking a Coke. Oh. You know, I mean, really think about that. I'm not, I don't want to seem like I'm judging you but health begins with our gut. It begins with nutrition. It begins with what we put inside. Food is information. And he said, I never really thought about it like that. And I just said, the most powerful healing force in the universe is your own immune system. So that in life, it's about balance. So on one side, you have cancer, diabetes, heart disease. And on the other side, you have quality sleep. You have the gut, you have nutrition, 
you have exercise, you have meditation. So we gotta, you know, you have hormones. So we gotta balance that. So if we're always looking at problems, we're only gonna see problems. We get caught in this vicious cycle of one problem after another. But if we can have that aha moment where we can say, life is truly a miracle. How can I really, remember uh, Robin Williams said in Dead Poet Society, yeah. how can I really suck the marrow out of life? It's by working on the other side because otherwise healthcare becomes kind of like a, well, not a treadmill, but a, a, a hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, you're just going to the doctor with one problem. Your problems become your identity, who you are. But if I can have that aha moment and say, I am not diabetes, I am not heart failure, I am not fibromyalgia, I'm not Lyme disease, I am more than that. And instead, I'm going to choose a plant-based diet. I'm going to choose to delete negative people who aren't supportive and don't care for about me for my diet. I'm going to fix my sleep and get a sleep study. I'm going to balance my hormones because I know that at my age, my hormones have changed. And I'm going to choose to go out and work out every day, lift weights and be healthier and learn mindfulness of breathing. That's really what it's about. Nothing's more powerful than our own immune system. So why not work on that side of the equation? You can work on whichever side you want, but I choose to increase my own health through empowerment, engagement, and listening to podcasts like you and listening to the various guests that you have on this show. Yeah, they're phenomenal. I've, I've gleaned so much knowledge and information and I think, you know, while you were talking, I was thinking that the medical system is, it really is all about pathology. It's like, like you said, the Band-Aid, where, where do we need to Band-Aid? You know, half of the commercials on TV now are for some new drug. And, you know, it's a minute long commercial and 30 seconds of the commercial is about all the side effects yeah. associated yeah. with that drug. And it, it's, it's almost gotten to the point where I can't tell the difference between a Saturday Night Live sketch and a drug commercial. They are literally, they're comical. And I'm just like, I know a lot of people are waking up to this and seeing what you just talked about, about like, you can focus on like treatment of a disease and identify, oh, I have diabetes or I am diabetic or whatever labels you want to say, or the other side of the equation of the, the, the healthcare, the, well, the wellness care with everything that you were talking about, the meditation and things like that. I think for me personally, again, like, like we were talking earlier, like if you got your arm sawed off or, you know, if something really bad happened, I would not hesitate. I would go to the hospital. I'd call an ambulance, all that. Um, where the medical, and I'm not talking about you specifically, but like the medical establishment as a whole, where they lose me is when I feel like uh, they don't remember what you just said, which is the human immune system is the most powerful. Uh, Healing force in the universe. So yeah. let me interrupt you a second and say this. A hundred percent of doctors, when you come in, use a mnemonic in their brain. And the mnemonic is called SOAP, S-O-A-P. Mm -hmm. It's a problem-oriented approach. So think about this for a second. Your problem is your ticket to go in to see the doctor. 
Right. So you go in and you say, I am 44 years old. I feel great. I got a family history of A, B, and C, but doctor, can you help me live longer, healthier? He or she will say, I think you're doing great. Come back when you got a problem. So it's a, it's, it's right. about the conversation that occurs in healthcare, in the exam room. If we can change the conversation to health and wellness and away from disease and problems, then we can change our mindset and really empower people with change. Yeah, yeah. But, but a lot of, you know, when you first go to medical school, it's all soap. What did the patient come in complaining of? If you don't have a problem, you don't have a ticket to get in, they're not going to allow you in. Mm-hmm. Right. What does SOAP stand for again? Symptom? Sub- subjective. Okay. Objective assessment and plan. So subjective, what the patient complained of. Objective, what you found in exam. Assessment, what you think's going on. And plan, what you're going to do about it. Right. And when you look at EMRs, how doctors document it, the the, the first letters are CC, chief complaint. <laughs> and the next letters are HTC, history of chief complaints. Oh, wow. So it's all about the complaints. We forgot about the patient. We forgot about the person. We forgot about the human being, let alone this enormous capacity to heal calling about their immune system. Yeah. One of the favorite questions I love to ask my patients is, What'd you have for breakfast this morning? That's awesome. You know, if you don't, if you don't really talk about nutrition, if you don't really talk about getting off the couch, if you don't really talk about getting good quality sleep, you can't really help people. Yeah. You got to start with the fundamentals, the pillars. Yeah. Cause like you said, you're just putting band-aids on the solution. And if you put a band-aid on a healthy body, that, that healthy body is going to restore itself and you're not going to need that band-aid anymore. Um, the key is, Chris, you don't just wake up one day and have cancer. Right. You don't just wake up one day and have heart disease. Heart disease in the United States starts at the age of 13. Wow. 13 is the first time you have fatty streaks. So really healthcare, and I'm not saying all of healthcare, but 85 to 92% of healthcare are the conscious and unconscious choices that we make all day long. Yeah, that's really what healthcare is about. It's not to say that a young child can't get cancer. It's not to say that a young child, you know, can't break a leg or I can't break a leg. But that's a small part of healthcare. Most of it is our choices, conscious or unconscious, in the food, in nutrition, in people we surround ourselves with, in relationships. That's not. That's not really healthcare. That's sick care, and we need to get off this hamster wheel and say, life is truly a miracle. I can, I can interrupt this pattern of behavior and I can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As you were speaking there, I, I was reminded when I was in college, I was a waiter at a pizza restaurant and my dad came in as one of my customers during the slow hours. And we were talking a little bit and he said, so what do you serve here? And I said, Oh, we have this pizza, this pizza. He says, no, 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 stop. You serve people. And that attitude, it's coming across with you as well. You're not just looking at a symptom, you're seeing a person. And this, this person is sick one day, they're well another day. They have all these different 
different stimulus that's going on in their life. They, they have relationships, they are, you know, a complex person. And just the fact that you're seeing that, that you're seeing, what did you eat for breakfast? And, and the whole array that's really inspiring. I want to give you a chance, actually. I, I know we've, we've already been doing this, but again, we're meeting with uh, Tell, Tell Franklin, MD. Um, t- finish off the show with your motivational speech. What do you tell somebody who is wanting to get healthy? What kind of, what kind of motivation do you want to give them? Really big picture, um, high level. What would you tell that person? You've been given this gift, and this gift is called life, and it's up to you. You're at a crossroads. You can decide to go down this road or you can decide to go down this road. Really think about what you want for your life today, tomorrow, next week, next year, or in five years, 10 years, or 15 years. Don't compromise. Don't even think about it. Choose you. Always choose you. And you're going to have a ripple effect throughout your life with nutrition, with optimizing your sleep, optimizing your hormones, getting to the gym, exercising, and just listening to your heart. The heart really speaks of truth and wisdom. Listen to it, sit by the ocean, sit in the forest, and really listen to who you are. When you pass away and when your life's over, God's only gonna ask you one question. And that one question is, why didn't you become you? Hmm. And I think it really makes sense to really listen to your heart, be all you can be, and really embrace and celebrate the life and the gift that you've given. Wow, 100%. That was great. I'm, I'm on your website right now, uh, tellmd.com. And this just summarizes everything we've been talking about. We don't treat illness, we create health. I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, Can I do a little plug for, 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 for what I do here? Yes, please. Okay. So with COVID, we really kind of think like it kind of changes the whole idea of what healthcare is. And I think that the biggest thing that we've seen is telemedicine. So I think telemedicine deserves a different approach. We don't want to do the same old, same old with a telemedicine site about the same kind of healthcare. So I think that COVID gives us the opportunity to have a more holistic, integrative, functional approach to healthcare. So we have MDs, DOs, chiropractors, naturopaths, PAs, nurse practitioners, and a a plethora of wellness coaches to engage in helping people make healthier lifestyle choices, to really optimize the power of your own immune system. We're just launching right now. It's taltelmd.com. I hope that you'll begin to change the conversation between you and your doctor, but mostly, most importantly, is within yourself. Life is just too important and too precious to leave up to chance. We really want you to live an empowered life, a great life, celebrate the miracle it truly is. We'll see you at talmd.com. If you have any questions, email me at info, I-N-F-O, at talmd.com. That's T-E-L-M-D.com. There's something in life called tikkun alam. It's spelled T-E-K-U-N-O-L-E-M. It means heal the world. Chris, what you do in this, in this program, in this podcast, is have a ripple effect across the planet. 
And what it does is it empowers people to heal themselves. Together, we can make this a better world, a better planet for all of us. 100%. Well, that's a great final uh, exclamation point on the show today. I want to thank you so much for, for joining me today. Really appreciate, appreciate you joining. Tell Franklin, uh, again, this is Health in the Real World. Really want to thank you again. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.